What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Thursday afternoon. Today's October 12th, and we got a lot we want to jump into. Um, really get started with the Dodgers getting swept. It's amazing how the Padres and the Dodgers are not part of this postseason any longer, and how the little Arizona Diamondbacks have gotten further than the big bad Dodgers and the uh, all the expectation offseason winning Padres. We'll get into all of that coming up in just a little bit. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com is a website. I'm just thinking this. Um, do you have plans tonight for Thursday Night Football? Now, I realize, hey, not everybody's into Denver against Kansas City. I, for some reason, like this game. Um, not for any other reason other than storylines. I don't know that it's going to be a great football game. But here's the thing. If you were going to go to Seven Mile Casino tonight and you're like, look, I want to play blackjack or poker, but I want to be able to watch the game, you can do it all at Seven Mile Casino. Games are on everywhere. Table games are happening. The food is incredible. The location is easy to get to, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego on Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista. No smoking allowed, so it's a beautiful, clean environment. Enjoy yourself at Seven Mile Casino. And by the way, I'm, let me just take a quick look here at the date. I want to say it's November 5th. This is being organized by like Miss Molly and Joe Rigby. Oh, yeah, November 5th. It's a Sunday. We're making plans to watch football down at Seven Mile Casino. I'm not even talking to the folks at Seven Mile. I haven't called anybody and said, hey, we're doing an event. We're like all organically just planning on going down there for Joe Rigby's birthday on Sunday, November 5th. So keep that date in mind. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of gambling, oh, by the way, BetUS. I have been getting messages, I don't want to say from who, but from several different great friends who are on a roll on BetUS, on fire. So a lot of people, I think, Alex, like your friends, they were like, wait, what? I can play NFL games? I can play college football games? How is that possible? I'm in California. There is a way. BetUS has been in business 30 years. They must know what they're doing. They've been with us for two years. 1-800-MY-BETUS, betus.com. If you're looking to create an account, if I could do it, you could do it. It's pretty easy to do. Um, also, want to mention our friends from Mushroom Life. Yo, um, we are having just an incredible, incredible reaction to this company. I don't want to say who, but I uh, got a message last night from a great friend who had some questions about the Mushroom Life products. And I said, would you mind if I put you in touch with Brett Weiss, the owner of Mushroom Life? That's how hands-on Brett is. I spent about 30 minutes with him yesterday afternoon after he went down to Grande and, and Brown Man. We all signed those pit footballs. Um, he is so accessible and he is so about helping people and if you have questions about Mushroom Life and the products and what they do and what you should expect, and you contact me, I'll put you in touch with Brett. But one of our listeners was like, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a cannabis user and I use high, high, high levels. So what should I be doing with the Mushroom Life products? And Brett's there on email going back and forth. You have any questions about these Mushroom Life products and you really want to get to know uh, Brett, you want to talk about these things. He seems very available. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You save 50% on your first purchase. Oh, and by the way, this particular gentleman did uh, buy his first time and 50% didn't happen for some reason. He's the only person that's told me that. And Brett was like, don't worry, buddy. I'll refund your 50% right away. Like, I mean, amazing customer service. So if you take any prescription pills for sleep, anxiety, um, erectile dysfunction, anything, there is a more holistic version through Mushroom Life. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Let's start the show.
Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Thursday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're just getting rolling, man. We're getting on the radio. Tonight we'll be on TV. We're on YouTube streaming right now. Make sure you get involved in the YouTube stream. By the way, do one of you two guys control the Kaplan and crew account on the, uh, the live chat on YouTube? Are one of you two guys in control of that? I can be, but I well, wasn't no, yesterday. No, because yesterday there was somebody in there uh, on the in the live chat, and it was at Kaplan and crew. And so I'm like, is that us? Because it had yes. our logo. It's probably Toby. Oh, it's Toby. <laughs> oh, because yeah. I was somebody was giving me all kinds of heat from our own account, and I'm like, mm. Alex can bust my balls at times. I realize that, and Browner mm -hmm. could as well if he really wanted to go after me. But I was like, who the hell is killing me like this from the, the Kaplan and crew account? It was Toby. Probably. So we have a system. We have a system, me and him, every day. Mm -hmm. I'll send him something. I tell him what time to upload it for the clip. Mm -hmm. So he was probably uploading it. And while he was uploading it, he was like, probably on there. Okay, because that account also said, hey, everybody, I'm really sorry if you received a push notification for something that we didn't intend to send. I don't know what he was talking you about. You probably hit publish mm -hmm. instead of schedule, which okay. happens. All right. Well, yeah. we're just getting on the air. Like I said, on the radio on 1090, on television tonight, Channel 4 San Diego is our home base, but we're on on Channel 4 in Santa Barbara. We're on, on, on Channel 118 in Orange County and in LA, all on Cox and Spectrum Cable. And uh, you can obviously get us on any of the audio podcast platforms. Men, let me jump right in. Men? You know, yeah, men. You too. Okay. Uh -huh. Let me jump right in. We destroyed the Padres as the season went on. We destroyed their manager at times, their general manager. A couple of us here were calling for the general manager to be fired, I mean, years ago. And, and this year, we just continued to pile on. I know we don't have the same fire necessarily for the Dodgers. But speaking of fire, uh, our man Dave Roberts, I know people want him out. They want him fired today. How can you be the Dodgers and have another 100-plus win regular season how can you have the payroll that they do which is like top six seven in all of baseball alex you'd have to fill me in on the exact detail there but how could the dodgers again get knocked out of the divisional round by a team from their same division who they look down on the dodgers look down on the padres that's not news for anybody the dodgers look further down on the arizona diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks with this no-name team, they're not a superstar on that team. There's probably not a guy on that team. In fact, I'd be curious to know, who is the highest-paid player on the Arizona Diamondbacks? Because I don't know. All I'm saying is this, is that while the Padre fans will have nowhere near the same fervor for the conversation about the Dodgers, listen, I thought A.J. Preller had enough time. I thought he's been given 10 years and five managers and different iterations and ways to do things. And AJ Preller hasn't accomplished anything except one great playoff run where the Padres beat the Mets and the Dodgers. As for the Dodgers themselves, people want to scapegoat Dave Roberts. Great. Fire Dave Roberts. He's been the manager for 10 years. They have one World Series to show for it. They've got 10 or 12 division titles to show for it. But what are they? They're a great regular season team who can't get it done in the postseason. And you guys said it earlier in the week. The further we get away from the World Series that they won during COVID, the bigger the asterisk gets on that championship. And I think fairly. So all I'm saying is this. 
for everybody that's going to scapegoat Dave Roberts. And you guys know I'm a Dave fan. I, I consider Dave. Well, I used to consider Dave a friend. Now at best, we're just acquaintances because, you know, Dave got really mad at me. But that being said, you're going to fire Dave Roberts, fire Dave Roberts. Who cares? I don't care. But all I'm saying is be fair about it. Is, is the sweep, the, is that the fault of the manager? We didn't blame Bob Melvin when Manny Machado couldn't hit him with runners in scoring position. We, we didn't blame Bob Melvin when, when Joe Musgrove dropped the dumbbell on his toe or when you Darvish, you know, was given a ridiculous contract that he can't possibly fulfill because he's too old now and he's, he's running out of gas. I mean, we blamed the front office. If you're a Dodger fan today, yeah, you may want Dave fired. But shouldn't you want Andrew Friedman fired too? Aren't they connected at the hip? And didn't Andrew Friedman fail this team this year at the trade deadline? He gave you Lance Lynn so that Lance Lynn could go out last night and pitch batting practice to the Diamondbacks? I'm so tired of hearing people tell me that Andrew Friedman is the smartest executive in all of sports. What has he done? He's had 10 or 12 years of division championships, and they have one World Series title, and it was during the COVID year. I'll keep rambling. Jump in here, boys. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm confused in a sense because if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. weren't you the same person making fun of our general manager and and plow and, and praising theirs for his additions? Yes. at the trade deadline. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'd say no. I don't think so. I think uh, so. If I remember correctly, yes, you were, sir. <laughs> I tr- I said that his trades at the trade deadline were good. You yeah, said you got impactful guys. Well, right. who they get? They got Lance Lynn, who started off pretty good. They got they got guys who, after the trade deadline, played well for them and got in the playoffs and stunk. Yeah, but they they were positioned to make a playoff run with or without the guys that they got. They, they 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 had they had no pitching, and they knew they had no pitching because they knew Kershaw was kind of in and out. Mm-hmm. They knew Bobby Miller was a rookie. They knew uh, Walker Bueller was trying to get back, but that was probably not likely. Dustin May had gotten hurt again. Right. Um, Gonsolin had gotten hurt again. We know what Urias did. And and Urias screwed over the entire team. So all they did was get Lance Lynn. Listen, if I said back then, and maybe I did, hey, their general manager went out and made impact moves. Ours didn't. Well, guess what? Ours didn't, and neither did theirs. And maybe I'll have to just take the L on that. But, But the bottom line is, is if you think the manager should be fired, that's fine. But don't you think that the general manager, it's the same situation as the Padres. The only difference is that that guy wins division titles every year and never does anything in the postseason. Well, that so, to me so, is like the difference. So, because that's, 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 that's my question. Yeah, I think, I think in LA, and I'll say, I don't mind. I think in LA, you have a manager that can't get you over the hump. Wow. Whereas the Whereas the general manager, is giving you all the talent that you need. Clearly, if you can win over 100 games year after year after year after year, the general manager is doing his job. There's something missing to get you over that hump. Now, so, people might so not agree with here. me. People may not agree with me. Like, But <laughs> that's just the way I, you can look at it. And it's it's so different, dude, than Dodgers, Padres. Like, this is where yes, we're going to get. Yes, we're going to yes. get so caught up in no, AJ I'm and Friedman and Preller and Melvin. It's so different. And if people are like gonna like see the Diamondbacks, you don't need to spend X amount of money to dude. Yes, you do. Three of the top, like if the Phillies advance, three of the top seven teams in payroll are gonna be in the final four. Like it, it right. matters to spend money in baseball. So, like all I'm saying is this: when you are able to win, what is that? Twelve of thirteen division titles, 
and you're able to win 100 games in a row, four of the last full seasons in a row, clearly talent is not an issue. They have a very different problem that a problem that I would love to have. How can we get over the hump to win World Series? But we're in the postseason every damn year. It's very different than San Diego. The idea that if you're a, if you're looking at the Diamondbacks going, you don't need to spend money. The Diamondbacks are competitive once every decade. The Dodgers are competitive every single year. The Phillies have now become competitive every single year. The Braves are competitive every single year because they spend money on their teams. So if you want to be competitive every single year, you have to spend the money unless you're the Rays who have this weird, odd, long pipeline of youth talent because they have a good minor league system. But if this is, I'm so glad we're here. I said that I'm going to repeat that again. I'm so glad we're here with this particular situation because for me, all this tells me is what do you value as a franchise? Because if you now discount Andrew Friedman and his ability to get the talent, like Alex said, to win this many games every year, that's interesting to me. And if you also think it's Dave Roberts who can't get you over the hump, that's also interesting to me because he is the same person who helped you get the 100-plus wins every single year. So if you get mm-hmm. if you get to a position that the Dodgers got and they didn't win a game and Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, the guys who were carrying them all year, couldn't carry them against a team they controlled all season, what – what really? What are we talking about? Well, Who here's, are we here's, dismissing? Well, listen, you're 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 bringing up something very interesting. Look, I said all year long, look at the Dodgers and look at how they bring guys in, and how those guys assimilate into their clubhouse and become part true, of their the way, team, which was true, and, and then help them win a hundred plus games. But it it actually is an amazing accomplishment that they were able to win a hundred plus games, given. Their pitching staff all year long. Yeah. So all I heard from the Dodgers was, this is a close-knit group. We're more gritty than ever before. We're not star-laden. We're not the highest payroll. We're not buying our championship. And I heard it from Dave Roberts. This is my favorite club. I heard it from Andrew Friedman. I love these guys. Mookie Betts said it's his favorite team he ever played on. And there was Mookie Betts sitting there last night after the game at his locker with everybody kind of tiptoeing around. And Mookie actually had one point where he said, I have no comment. When somebody asked him about the layoff from the regular season to the divisional series and how there's all this time off and how the Diamondbacks had a chance to catch fire, the, the Dodgers have been sitting around. No comment. Come on. That's your excuse? Your excuse is, is that you had to wait? Look, Clayton Kershaw, garbage in the postseason. Bobby Miller, rookie, garbage in the postseason. Lance Lynn, desperation starting pitcher, Okay, 36-year-old home run machine. That's what Andrew Friedman got. It looked kind of good at the beginning. It actually turned out to not be so good. Alex, your point about how they have their problems different. They win division titles every year. They're in it every year, but the expectation is different. They expect to win World Series. All I'm getting at is this. If you blame the manager because Mookie Betts couldn't hit or Freddie Freeman got struck out looking with bases loaded, if you blame the manager for that, I would blame the general manager for not restocking this pitching staff at the trade deadline. Well, I just think that it's so different because Dave Roberts has been there for a really long time and it's the same issues since he's been there. And that's why I think like, it's not year two, it's year what? Eight. I think it might be more, more. So, and it's the same 
issues for them every time. It's we get to the postseason and we don't perform. Right. But just like we said, we don't blame Melvin for uh, Manny. Okay. Well, look, I didn't blame Bob Melvin that Manny Machado didn't hit with runners in the scoring position. I didn't blame Bob Melvin that the team had been, I think it was 0 and 11 or 0 and 12 in extra inning games. I didn't blame Um, that on the manager. A lot of people did blame for that one. I didn't. I all I'm saying is this: I expected the players to go out and play, and the players didn't perform by their own admission. The Dodger players, they didn't perform. Now I don't know what managerial moves Dave Roberts had in his back pocket that everybody's going to criticize, and I don't really care. In other words, if you if they fire him, they fire him. I don't care. I mean, what I'm saying. What I'm saying, well, you said it great. Like they they came in, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, all these guys came in and assimilated to this clubhouse immediately. And they did on on part, and they even did it in the postseason the way the Dodgers did it. They assimilated to not performing in the postseason. That is a something that is in that locker room, in that clubhouse, in that organization. And listen, I said it earlier this week. The asterisk is getting bigger and bigger from 2020. Yeah. It's a, the more that they don't perform in full length seasons, and the more they have these. 100 plus wins and lose to teams that are far below them like it's only gonna it's only adds to the argument that that season just was was different it's an outlier like they well, won you, it great you, but it's you an outlier it. no you documented it earlier in the week the year that they won the world series the covid year there were only 60 regular season games kershaw in the postseason was four and one and had an era of like 2.8 mm-hmm. okay that was that's the only year that they've gotten like a brilliant Kershaw pitching performance in the postseason. And oh, by the way, all those games were down in Texas. He was probably staying in his own house. Everything was comfortable and easy and shortened, abbreviated. And so, not, and you know, and Kershaw struggled at home this year. And that, and in Texas, there was half a stadium or a fourth of a stadium filled. So, whatever. Like we can all be revisionist history. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, you're there for seven years, and you and you lose. You win one postseason game in back-to-back years with a hundred-plus win team. One, and you lose to a uh, eighty-win team back-to-back well, years. Yeah, I mean, right? You lost to the Padres. You lost to the Diamondbacks. If I were Dodger ownership, not only would I be so frustrated with the success of the regular season and the failure of the postseason, but it's trending downward. Yeah. You lost last year to the Padres. They're the little Padres. They didn't have the payroll that the Padres had this year, last year. And now you've lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, you are just trending down and down and down. Me personally, if I were if I were Dodgers ownership, I would maybe consider doing what the Padres did. Hold firm. Hold on. We're, we're this close. Why get rid of one and not the other? Why get rid of both? But I think Dave Roberts is going to get scapegoated in all this. All I would say in this regard is what I said a couple of days ago What's if up? this if this if this gets sealed and now that it has you can just write the amount of check for otani because that's the only thing that can air freshener this stink up that's it that's yeah. the only thing that can distract from what happened so now you can tell your fans we're bringing in the best free agent possible because last year we didn't spend any money yeah we won games but we didn't win when it counts so now we're going to go out and get the best player anyone's ever seen Play the game of baseball, according to all the baseball people. Yeah, and you know what would happen next year when Dave Roberts is sitting on the Dodgers bench and Otani is hurt before the postseason even starts? Then, then, then who do you blame it on? Look at the look at the pitchers, the starting pitchers that the Dodgers had. Alex created a slide for us just so we can all illustrate it and see it. 
the Dodgers starting pitchers in three games pitched a grand total of four and two third innings. These three guys gave up 13 runs, 16 hits. They allowed five home runs. In four the, of them last night. <laughs> yeah. three, three guys, three pitchers, three pitchers, two strikeouts, three walks. They yeah. were horrendous. Well, it's so thing. so were the guys that get paid a ton of money. And that's yeah. like so well, it wasn't do, just now, now let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just the pitching, yeah. it was the offense. So it was it was an it was an organizational failure. Look at this. So Mookie Betts, eleven at bats, not one hit, not one RBI. Freddie Freeman, ten at bats, one hit. This an guy single, by the way. If Freddie Freeman spent more time in the preseason talking about how the Padres didn't accomplish anything last year, what have you guys done? I mean, it, they they the past two seasons the Padres have six playoff wins two series wins and the Dodgers have one playoff victory. Mm -hmm. So this, I, <laughs> wait, but it makes it sound like the Padres have been more successful. But when you, but when you put it like that, when yeah. you put it like that, you now have to realize what matters to you. What, how weighted are these regular season victories? If again, you get to the postseason. And you fumble. I, I think we can't. We're overlooking something that happened to them, outside of the injuries. I think what happened with uh, Urias impacted this impacted this club totally in agree. a way that no one is talking about. Totally agree. Because if you have him, that's a dependable guy who's been through the fire with you, who can take that mound, who's not an old guy. He's rather young and healthy, and could have got you some outs. So those pitching statistics wouldn't have looked that dire. If you would have had this guy, the grenade that that threw into that clubhouse at the point that they were at, I think that that definitely impacted where they ended up going and what ended yeah. up happening. And it's funny. It's pretty wild. If you take, if you get rid of the 2020 season, which you're not, but if you can, Dave Roberts is 32 and 32. In the postseason. I think if my math yeah. is right. Okay. No, excuse well, me. 32 and 34. He's got a losing record in the postseason. Really? How many years has he been the manager of the Dodgers? I want to say it's eight. been like 10 years. So he's been eight, the manager for eight years. Okay. And of the seven full seasons, he's won hundred at least 100 games five times. And in those two other seasons, he did it, 91 and 92. All right. Now you, well, now you fire a guy like that, you whoever you bring in better win. I feel like and, this is like not a – I feel like this is a more of – I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I feel like this is an NFL thing more where guys is. get to the postseason and can't get them over the hump. But at a certain eight years in, man, eight years in. Like, Baseball like, is so different, yeah. though. Baseball is so different. But, and if it is, wasn't, so different. but if it wasn't for 2020, there's no way he survived 2021. You know, like it's just because everybody was already over him then. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. let me say this. Let's keep going here because I want to hear from Dave Roberts in the postgame. Definitely want to hear from Mookie Betts in the post game, and and as a Padres fan base, you guys are probably loving this. For those of you that are with us who are Dodger fans, this is just—I mean, this is just disaster for you. I, I told you guys about my one friend who's a crazy Dodger fan. He brought this to me a couple of weeks ago. He's, he said the Padres are such a bunch of selfish individual players, whereas the Dodgers are such a great team. What a great unit! And he actually said to me. Who on the Padres could go into the Dodger clubhouse and fit in to that organization, fit into that clubhouse? And I was like, gee, I don't, I'm not really sure any of these guys could. And I, I think we get so drunk, and I, at least I think I was, 
with their regular season and how good they are and how they overcome obstacles and continue to win games. And then you get to the postseason and they're just a disaster, just a total disaster. All right, we'll keep it going. Um, lots of NFL stuff to get to today, too. Uh, Doc Chow is going to be here because uh, today starts the next week of the NFL season. Thursday night football tonight with the Broncos and the Chiefs. And Brown, I know you say that all these primetime games are terrible. This one might be terrible, but I like the storylines at least going in. <laughs> <laughs> and Browner and I were out last night. We, had, we went to an event together last night, me and Big Brown. We'll tell you all about that coming up as well. We are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. You're looking for a great place to watch a Thursday night game tonight and play cards and have great food in a smoke-free environment? 7 Mile Casino, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Stick around, everybody. We're coming right back. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. It's Thursday afternoon. Today is October 12th, and we are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Before I get back to the Dodgers story, and then we start moving into the NFL stories for the weekend with Thursday Night Football coming up tonight. Brown, how did you uh, enjoy last night? We went to the Dave Meltzer, Jeff Fenster, Drew Brees event. By the way, I got to tell you guys, I haven't been down to the Hotel Circle area in Mission Valley in quite some time. You know, they used to have that golf course. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, mm -hmm. And then you just switched. You're on the wrong mic. Yeah. We, they had that golf course um, on one side. And then I used to work back in 2012. I worked at the Union Tribune for a while. And so their building was, you know, a few, few uh, I don't know, maybe half a mile down. And then you could see Fashion Valley, but there was that whole town and country hotel complex, which was, you know, old convention center, old hotel, bro. They have built apartment complexes there and like, um, I don't know what you call it, like urban -y living, you know what I mean? Like we're big apartment buildings with gyms and pools and bars Amenities. and restaurants. Dude, I haven't been down there and I certainly haven't been into that apartment complex area. I've always been to the town and country and the convention center. I cannot believe what has happened there. I, I don't I, this happened, it started like 2019. So 2020 was COVID. We didn't come out of our shells till 2021. And I just don't go down there that often. Golf course still there though, right? Like is it? Riverwalk? I don't, yeah. is it still, still there? there? Riverwalk? Yeah. Is it? It's not, it's there for now, but it's not going to be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen these massive apartment yeah, buildings? Yeah, I drive by all the time. Never, yeah. I'm just not, not there ever, you know? Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super impressive. Came They came out of nowhere. They came out fast. of nowhere. They yeah. came fast. As someone that drives by there, I mean, I was in Mission Valley last night. Like, I, I, like as someone that's there all the time, like it, they they popped up quickly. And very, I always think quickly. I always think of the other side, like the northern side, like by the Fashion Valley Mall, over by, um, well, a little bit to the west uh, on Friars Road. Um, you know, I think of that like as being USD? so much traffic. Um, no, not quite to USD. But like, just if you're heading down towards like, you know, SeaWorld Drive, I, I just think of that being such a trafficked area. I think of like when it rains, really? the floods that come to that area. Oh, you talk about the 163 8th uh, impact, the, the where it crosses and the, and the road and turns and everybody spins out on KUSI News. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking about. All I'm getting at is, is that those apartments, I mean, literally, it looks like thousands of apartments sprouted from the ground. And, and I more. just think of that area of being such a traffic area. And more to come. Yeah. Uh-huh. Crazy man, come by, come by North Park, dude. Yeah, you want to see some traffic? I don't know where all these people are going to park. You know, I got a <laughs> bunch of friends of mine that said I, they said, "Hey, what are you doing Saturday night?" I said, I, "I don't really have any plans yet. What do you got going on?" They're like, "We're going to North Park. You guys want to go?" I'm like, "You know what? Maybe I would like to go down to North Park and find out what you two rascals are doing." 
I'll meet you up. Wife's gone, so I'll meet you up. Oh, all right. I, I, you come uh, to my hood. I can't say no on a Saturday no. night. You know what though? Even I, I've got a free night on a Friday night because uh, Rachel got her, oh. her and her friends are doing some kind of something or other on Friday night. So I'm like, I'm a free man on Friday night. Wow. I'm going to get loose. Okay. Yeah. I see you. I I playboy. I I So me and Brown are last night we're down in Mission Valley. We're at the town and country, which by the way mm-hmm. is just again it is it's been it's been beautified by all these apartments and and we got done with this event last night. We walked over there are bars and pe- people are like living it up, man. It was it was pretty Out good. And about. Yeah. So me and Brown are there and uh, my friend Dave Meltzer who has become like an international uh, viral business coach and um, Jeff Venster, who's the founder of Everbowl, who now has turned that from, you know, just an acai bowl restaurant concept to now like, you know, he's like the, the king of, of building fast food restaurants for all these companies. And then Drew Brees on top of it all. I, I sent Drew Brees an email this morning. I said, Hey, Drew, I've never really talked to you about what happened at NBC, but brother, trust me on this. The media is not for you. This right here, this is for you. Because Drew Brees has gone from being, you know, future Hall of Fame quarterback to now he's in so many businesses. Drew has spread money around to so many different businesses and he sits on the boards of all these different companies and he uses everything that made him a great quarterback to try and make him a great business guy. And then when you hear him talk to a group of business people, they they sit on the edge of their seats like, okay, Drew, you, you passed for over, you know, however many it was, 75,000 yards. You broke all these crazy records. You played in the NFL for 20 years. You know stuff that we don't know. Um, I, I thought it was a great event last night. How'd you like it, Brown? I thought it was good. I, I attended two different speaking portions of this event because uh, I got there earlier than you. And I think and the first one was very good as well. Um, and then the dinner was fantastic. Just being able to, to meet people and mingle and and catch up with folks. I had a couple of people give me some business cards just to be in the room of, of something like that. The reason why they organized it was to get a bunch of people in a room like that so they yeah. could meet and, and communicate with each other. And yeah, so networking, it, yeah. Yeah, it was a great it was a great vibe, man. It, but the dessert, baby. Woo! That oh, dessert Alex. was Wow, Alex, they, they just kept bringing food. We were like, because we got down there. And, it took a while. It took was a like, while. It, it was like 7.30. Yeah, it was 7.30 to 10.30 was the dinner. I was mm-hmm. freaking starving. So I actually, Rachel and I had a little appetizer at her house. And then we drove down. Dude, they kept bringing food. The first course I want to say was like this pizza. Then there was this salad. Then they had these lamb meatballs. I mean, and the food just kept on coming. And then, dude, full on New York strips. I don't mean like banquet food. I'm talking right. like Ruth's Chris caliber, New York strips. They had this Chilean sea bass, which was fantastic. And then the desserts came. Chilean sea bass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we in Jurassic Park? I don't know. I, yeah. I, just, was, yeah. I could have called it Chilean, you know, Chilean sea bass. Yeah. And so, dude, the food was outside. And then they brought this s'more cheesecake kind of setup oh, for a dessert. Man. With oh. oh, man, the food was amazing. Uh, the people were nice to meet. And and uh, everybody was interesting. And I'm telling you, man, I, I sent Jeff Fenster a text this morning. I sent Dave Meltzer a text this morning. And I sent Drew an email. And I said, man, because I went up, I said hello to Drew, gave him a little hug. I said, hey, I'm, I'm just here to say hello. Let everybody else here talk to you, you know, take pictures, et cetera. But we'll be in touch. I, we should bring Drew back on the show. I yeah. think. I think. All right. Yeah. It was a fun night last night. Shout out to Dave and Jeff and Shout Drew out. and everybody else who was there last night. It took a lot of weight. In fact, you know, Alex, this is kind of funny. So they, they're taking questions from the audience, right? And they're about to walk over to this guy. And the guy who's holding the <laughs> mic, 
he goes like this. He's going, oh, let me come over here to uh, come over back here to this guy. And he's just about to walk by Browner. And Browner goes like this. Yo, man, give me that mic. <laughs> That's what Browner said to him. He goes, yo, man, give me that mic. Right? So Browner yeah. gets up. Browner stands up. Mm-hmm. And he starts asking this question. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what is Browner about to say? Because Browner starts prefacing this question. He's like, hey, you know, to the whole guy, you know, all the people up on the you know, podium here. Uh, you know, you guys are all business people. Everybody here is, you know, here because they want to talk business, learn business. I was like, I thought Browner was getting ready to rip everybody's ass. Like, let's go, <laughs> mother effort, talk business, right? So, but then Browner asked this great question, amazing question about, hey, you're all successful people. You're talking about the companies that you run and the number of people that you employ, but explain failure and how failure got you to where you are. Like what, what failure has happened along the way? And it was a great question. It was probably, it was definitely the best question of the night. On the way home, Browner, on the way home, Rachel said to me, she goes, who uh, set Browner up with that question? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, she's like, well, I kind of felt like that was sort of a canned. A planted question? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I I said to Rachel, go, Rachel, you don't get it, man. I go, Browner asks the deepest, best questions on the air. (laughs) So that's why he asked the deepest, best questions Mm -hmm. when he's at this event. Yeah, you know, that's, that's so funny she said that, man, because I had a, a good friend of mine uh, says, people really think you're stupid. I said, yeah, I know. It's awesome. I prefer <laughs> it that way. <laughs> like, it, I, I think that a lot of times because of the way that I present myself on the show, people assume that that is like the way that they'll meet me. And then when people meet me, they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you're not doing the things I thought you would be doing. Well, and I don't so, think she thinks you're dumb at all. I don't think that well, was no, the case. But, but people do. People she do. Loves you, man. She loves you. In fact, when, when she said goodbye to you, I was like, hey, can you get off of him? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, she gave me a nice hug, man. I love Rachel. We had, so I, and, and so for all the people who were wondering, because, you know, we are definitely living a shroom life around here. And uh, she told me the full story of oh. the, the mushroom night. Oh, it's funnier. She tells it funnier than Scott. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I know. I, I yesterday I got a message from one of our great friends. And this guy, I don't want to say names, but uh this guy, he uh but shout uses, out to him. But shout out. He because he uses cannabis um for some PTSD issues. I'll just leave it at that, right? And he uses some strong dosages. And he said to me, I'm using this euphoria product and I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to feel. Or how much I'm supposed to take. So Alex, I always tell people mm-hmm. take like little nibbles, you know, like, like microdose. Right. This guy took like four of them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so what's the deal here? <laughs> you know, yeah. I hate to say don't take the whole bag, man. You know, but, um, Did yeah, he? We, I don't know what I, I connected yeah. him with Brett Weiss and let those two guys talk Got it out. It. So Brown, is it, is it time for mushroom life this early? I think it might well, be. Listen, let's rock and roll, man. I'm always ready. All right. It's time oh, for oh, mushroom oh. life. Yeah. All right. Time for Browner to take the Mushroom Life products. Here it is. Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You save 50% on your first order. Yesterday, Brett Weiss drove down to North Park to get Alex and Browner to both sign those pit footballs. Alex, did you sign your real name or did you sign like somebody else's name? Curtis Martin? <laughs> Completely ineligible. You can't tell it was me. Dan Marino? Can't even tell it was me. It looked I know, like dude. just squiggles. I signed the first ball and I'm like, this is Terrible. horrible. Yeah. Plus, I, I so rarely write or sign my name anywhere. 
um, that, you know, if like somebody comes to a table and you like pay by credit card at a restaurant, I just go zzz, like, I don't, mm-hmm. you don't even know it's me. Right. Yeah. And, and I and just so, do a line. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to, uh, sign the balls on like the yellow part of the Panther head. Cause I'm like, nobody can see it. And mm-hmm. I don't even, it doesn't even look like me. So whatever. Uh, for those of you that ordered those, um, the, your, your mushroom life products and you're Big getting up. those footballs sent up, sent to you. Yeah. They're coming, they're coming your way. Brett's sending them pretty quick. So what'd you take Brown? Let me, let me see the products you took. Well, this one is the mental energy is now empty. So Uh-oh. I got a, I got a, oh, no, no, don't worry. I got mo, I got mo, I got okay. mo. Mental energy is done because I ran through that. And also the sustained, the sustained energy is what has been a huge part of me doing this on the show. So if you're going to get two of these, if you're going to start with a package of something, I would recommend these two bad boys. And then I would also get the sleep gummies because those are the three. That I've used on a daily routine and have really had a, a, a good effect on the way that I'm going about my daily life. So, what are these? He's gonna get, can I do the show if I eat one of these? What are those? Nope. Those are the uh, malt nope. balls. Yeah, nope. Listen, don't eat one of these. Oh, so much. THC. Listen, it's so much in there, you only can eat a half of the malt mm. ball. Because look at this, like, I don't think it's a moth ball, it's a malt ball. Whatever. Whatever. Malt. It's a malt. Oh wait, Alex. I see. I see the uh, the green apple euphoria product in that box. Oh, yeah, careful, buddy. There you go. Careful with that go. one. I also got the purple punch. Oh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, malt balls. I got strawberry gushers. I got green apple daily focus. I might pop one. I actually shroomed earlier this morning. Uh oh. I'm having a t- I'm having a rough day, dude. Uh, I took Browner's mental energy thing. Mm-hmm. I also had that, so I took that already. Uh, oh, it's over here. Boom. You know what's so funny is yesterday Browner delivered to Alex stuff that Alex hasn't had in his hands for like months. Yesterday, Alex sent a, t- a text over to Jason Finley at Callaway. Hey, thanks for the golf balls. And, yeah. and, and and it's been so long that I've been holding those golf balls for you that he was like, yeah. did you just go buy those or are those the ones that yeah. I got Scott to give to you? And he's like, yeah, those are them. Just why it takes yep. forever. The Browner, what can Brown do for you? Not deliver stuff on time. Yeah, I said he's not Amazon Prime, but it's also my fault because he's always, are you home? Are you home? I'm like, no, I'm not. No, he always so, says, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, dude, as soon as I'm done with work, I need to see the sun. I'm in here. I'm yeah. sitting here way too damn long. So as soon as I'm done with work, I get the hell out. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. So you've already taken a Mushroom Life product today. I did. Um, and I could feel it kicking in as we speak, to be honest with you. Nice. Because nice. I was dragging ass before the show started today. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens. Which one did you take? Which one did take, I take, Brown? Yeah. Take the focus. Yep. He, you know, he took the sustained energy, baby. Oh, sustained energy tincture. Is that what you mm, took? Yes. Oh yeah, sustained energy tincture. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let Ooh, me go you back. Got a new camera. You don't have to worry about lighting. It just does it for no, you. It just I know. shows you. I'm, I'm so, so glad I trimmed my fingernails. Look at that. I know. Mm. Plus, you're looking good, man. I don't know if you've got a suntan or if, if the camera has made you look a little redder. No, you can you... see how dark I really am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Is I climbed Cal's Mountain yesterday. It was hot. It wasn't hot. That's why I went up there. But the sun still like beat me up, like because it was like cloudy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I like but your yeah, exercise so. in the middle of the day. The other day I texted Alex and he's like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm on a treadmill. Yeah. Nice. I was like, well, you, know, you know, I got, you know, I'm still going. Got You're it off. Got, huh? got to keep it off. Yeah. yeah. Good man. All right. Let me, uh, let me keep rolling here. So um, for everybody that's listening on radio, for everybody that's just getting with us, we started the show today talking about the Dodgers and their organizational failure. And while, you know, Padre fans may not have, um, the passion 
for the Dodgers. They probably do have the passion to uh, celebrate their demise, right? Oh, to yeah. celebrate their failures. Uh, so we were talking about this, and we'll just we'll quickly go through these numbers. Show everybody, Alex, how poor the pitching staff was, the starting pitching staff for the Dodgers. Three guys, 4.23 innings, 13 runs given up, 16 hits, five home runs allowed, four of them last night, two total strikeouts, three pitchers, two, two total wow. strikeouts. Great. I mean, they only had four, four and two-thirds. And by the yeah. way, if you think that it's just the pitching, that the Dodgers lost because they they had no arms left. Like this was your local little league team that made it to the last of the playoffs. And you're like, we got nobody to pitch. You know, um, it wasn't just the pitchers because their two biggest stars, the two guys, they're best pals. And they create such a great clubhouse environment. Freddie Freeman, 10 at bats, one hit, zero RBIs. Mookie Betts, 11 at bats, zero hits, zero RBIs. Everybody stunk. Everybody. They scored a, a grand total of six runs in the series. Mm. And one thing one thing that I'm not going to have a conversation about is the format of the baseball playoffs now. But I will say, I'll give Dave Roberts credit and I could play it. He's not going to blame the format either because he said something that's so obvious. He's like, dude, we're down 0-3 if it's a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what's, what's that? You know what I'm saying? Like, we still lost the first three. We got swept. We yeah. got swept. Here, here's uh, here's Dave Roberts, San Diego guy, lives in San Diego in the offseason, has become a superstar manager, got one World Series ring to show for it. And I think that your point earlier in the in the week that the further we get away from that World Series, the more of an asterisk there is on it because they've not been able to come back. And by the way, they're kind of the same team. In fact, maybe even just a hair better roster wise than they were back then. Although a lot of guys got hurt and then guys didn't perform. but I mean, the Lakers, as an example, are a completely different team other than LeBron and AD from the championship they won in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is virtually the same team, same coach, same general manager. Uh, here's what Dave Roberts said after the game. Um, you know, honestly, I, I can't even, you know, there's some things with the format that, you know, people can dissect or whatever. But the bottom line is that, um, you know, the last two years we've got outplayed in the postseason and. You know, it doesn't matter if it was a seven-game series. You know, we lost the first three games. And so, um, for me, I've got to do a better job of, you know, figuring out a way to get our guys prepared for the postseason. And so, I'll own that. You know, I think we got great players. Um, You know, I've got to figure out a way to, you know, get these guys prepared for whatever format, whatever series. So, yeah, the regular season, I think we do a great job. But... um, uh, you know, the last couple postseasons, uh, it just hasn't gone well for us. And so, you know, I got to figure it out. Organizational yep. failure. Because if, because if he doesn't know, Hey, why are we good during the regular season? We're, what, what don't we do right in the postseason? That to me is, is on the organization because we pretty much think the general manager is calling the shots all year long. So now it's just on the manager. Well, I got to figure it out. You know, do we travel differently? Do we work out differently? Do we eat differently? Is do we rest guys thing? during the year? Yeah. Mm. Is it a mindset thing? Is it, you know, what is it? Is it an overconfidence thing? Is it, whatever it is, I think it's in that clubhouse. I don't think it's top to bottom there. I think it's it's in the clubhouse. The issues are in the clubhouse. And it might be mental, like probably more than anything. Obviously, when you have, you know, two MVP finalists and then your lineup and they get one hit, over three games, that's kind of a mental thing, isn't it? 
Um, to be honest with you, dude, I'm really just not sure. I mean, yeah. they're, well, I mean they're, they're, they're not their pitchers, either. <laughs> their pitchers were terrible and their yeah. two best hitters were terrible, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. you know, when, when, when all your best guys are terrible and when your best guys are the only your best guys, cause they're the most available guys. Cause everybody else is hurt. This is and what it's happens. Wild. Every time I was, every time I, you know, in September and in, in August, when I just thought they would collapse, you know, they went 24 and five in August. And I feel like every time I tuned in in September, they were scoring. They weren't winning every game. It was like eight runs, seven runs, six runs. Like they would just hit their way out of their issues. And I think that obviously, I don't think that just did not happen. The series against Arizona. And I want to, I do want to do something. I want to give so much credit to for Arizona, what they've done so far. Yeah, right. Because we all buried them hard. We're like, they will collapse. They will collapse. And they did for a little bit after the all-star break. And we're like, see, told you, they ain't for real. And then to turn it around, to ride the ship, and to not be intimidated in Dodger Stadium, to go out there and pummel a future Hall of Famer in L.A. with a packed house and come back to home and finish the job in a sweep. I cannot be as complimentary as as I can. Like, I, I didn't know who was pitching yesterday for Arizona. Yeah. But they some, were all good. Yeah, some guy named, the starter was some guy named Fat. It's it was Bot. like P H A A D T rookie, by the way. Yeah. So you want to you know talk about Bobby Miller? That's right. a rookie too. Right. Um, man, I'm telling you, you're so right. If you're a Padres fan, God, you should be like so irritated. I think because not only were the Dodgers there for the taking, but by Arizona, I I, I asked this question earlier, Alex. Maybe you can give us the answer after the break. Yeah. What's their payroll, and who's their highest paid player? I'd be curious to know I that about the Diamondbacks. What's that? I have the answer now. Oh, go for it. And then we'll get into some football then. 127 million, which is below league average. And their top paid player is Cattell Marte at $11.6 million. Their top player makes one third of the Padres' top player. One third. They spent, they spent, right? They spent (laughs) half of what the Padres spent. And look at the results. Stick around. All right, everybody, halftime report here. I want to talk about a couple of our great sponsors. One, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. Look, home prices are high right now, really, really high, and interest rates are really high, okay? So you might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to buy a house, but I'm going to wait a couple of months because I'm going to see what's going to happen here. That may be a great idea. I don't have the answer for you. Um, But what I do know is this, is that every month that you wait, the prices are going up and they're going up and they're going up. And you may be thinking to yourself, okay, well, I'll wait. I'll wait until the the interest rates come down. So, okay, so you're waiting for the rates to come down and the prices are going to keep going up versus, and this is what Gary has talked to us about, you buy now, eventually the rates come down. Now your your payments don't hurt quite as much. um, And you're buying now rather than three months from now, six months from now, where the price goes up 90,000, 200,000. I'm not the expert in real estate. Gary is. Call him. 858-376-1299. Have this conversation. 858-376-1299. Congratulations, Gary. It's almost 20 years you're in business, and that means you've been with us for nearly 20 years. Amazing. Hey, um, our friends from Tory Holistics and California Holistics, for those of you that are watching right now on podcast, Charlie, the the, uh, chief marketing officer, is going to come on in the uncensored portion today. So we'll talk about products and brands and whatever education he wants to share with us. But right now, you use the promo code AMAZING and you save 20% at Torrey Holistics, California Holistics. You know that by now. So make sure you get in there. And even if, if you're using delivery, put in AMAZING at checkout online and you'll still save that 20%. And hey, lastly, let me make a quick mention of these guys. I love these guys, Athletic Greens. 
What I love about this product is I take it every single day. It's the first thing I do in the morning. I take it before I drink coffee. I take it before I work out. I take this product every single day. And here's why. Because right now, you know, flu season, okay, I hear about people getting COVID. I don't want any of that stuff near me. 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, and probiotics. And you know what? I don't take vitamins every day. I sure don't eat the way I, I probably should, okay? This is it, man. This is what I take. And uh, this is what's keeping me healthy and keeping me clear-minded and energetic as the day goes on. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Let's get back to the show. Hey, great friends. Thursday afternoon here on Kaplan and Crew. To everybody who's tuning in on 1090, traditional, terrestrial, old school AM radio. Glad you guys are out there wherever you're driving around in Southern California to all of our YouTubers. Again, I always encourage you to subscribe and to like, and to get involved in that live YouTube chat. We're in October, man. I'd love to get our, our subscribers up to 10,000 by the end of the year. We're at like 7,700 or so. So make sure you subscribe and tell your friends to become subscribers so we can send you guys content all the time. And then um, as far as like everybody else, all the audio podcast people, you guys are doing this on your own time, catching up. I get so many people that hit me up a day or two later. Hey, how's your dad doing? Um, thanks for asking. Dad is home. So surgery yesterday, successful surgery, and uh, already home. So thanks to everybody who is sending well wishes, and we appreciate that. And, um, and hey, tonight, you'll catch up to us on TV. We'll be on from 7 to 8 p.m. on Channel 4 San Diego and all across the Cox Your View Network throughout the state of California. Okay. Just to finish up some final thoughts here on the Dodgers and the uh, Diamondbacks. Alex, I thought you did a great job in the, the end of the last segment, which is, hey, let's give some credit to Arizona. We're all going to rip the Padres for their failures this year. We're all going to rip the Dodgers for their postseason failures yet again. But how about giving some credit to an organization that does not have not one, not one household name on its roster? There's not one guy on that roster that you go, oh, man, yeah. I mean, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, you know, I mean, stars. They don't have one guy who qualifies as a star. And as Alex pointed out at the end of the last segment, their payroll was half of the Padres this year. And their highest paid player made $11 million this year. Um, I would love to know who on the Padres made $11 million this year. Just by for you know comparison's sake, here's my point. They spent half. And look at the results that the Arizona Diamondbacks got. By the way, who's the manager of the Diamondbacks? I mean, like Tori Lovello. I know, but what I'm getting. Oh, relatively, uh, relatively, you know, just sort of. <laughs> my point was nobody knows. <laughs> ah, but no one did. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't watch, if you don't watch baseball you'd think that the diamondbacks don't nah. have anybody on that team but they really do so tell them name a player on the diamondbacks nobody can yeah Tommy nobody Graham. can corbin corbin carroll rookie oh no merrill kelly you can't Zach name Kelly's. more than you can't name lourdes, more than 10 lourdes Gurriel jr but it's all good i get it point made yeah they're not made. big they're in not the division, big, bro. they're, in the they're division. not they're not big time paid players and uh, they don't have that. They don't have that superstar. I mean, they have Evan Longoria on the team, been there, done that. You know, he's, I don't think he's won one, but he's been there with the he's, Rays he's and the household Giants. name. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. It's a. It's just impressive. Going down what the whole they, roster off top of his head. No, I'm. Head. I'm not. I'm just impressive what he's they've done, man. Be, 
<laughs> oh, I, I I followed them enough this year because they're in the division. I mean, if you start ask me about the Orioles, I don't know anything. Like so, I don't. <laughs> Who's yeah. the dude that went switch hitter in the home run derby? Like that guy. That's the only one I knew. So, well, you know, yesterday when we were th- when we were talking about Bruce Bochy and we were talking about, and by the way, some people had some really good ideas yesterday, which was why don't you guys on Thursdays do a throwback Thursday and go find old videos like that and just keep them alive because people seem to really like that yesterday. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I guess yesterday we were talking about Nick Hunley's the assistant general manager of the Rangers. Chris yeah. Young is the general manager of the Rangers, and Bruce Bochy's the manager. And those are all three Padre guys. But I think I neglected to mention, and I kind of just forgot about it. Is well, Will Venable? Is mm-hmm. is Will Venable like their first base coach? Associate manager. Associate manager. Okay, whatever. Whatever that, that title is. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of those. About Austin Hedges. He's. Uh, I think he's on one of those teams, either the Astros or the Rangers. Got me. Yeah. Yeah. You got me on that one. Um, go go to Mookie Betts though, just just to oh, kind of finish Rangers. up all this all this Dodger. Is that really where he's at? Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of former Padres on that Rangers team. Yeah. Wow. Um, go just to just kind of wrap up this whole Dodgers thing. Mookie Betts, terrible. Just terrible in the three games in the postseason. And this is two years in a row, just terrible. Like no production from Mookie Betts. For as great as he is during the regular season, and I think he's a great player. Uh, I love how versatile he is. I love how selfless he is. I love how he's a little guy who has big power, but just trash. One hit, two postseasons. Terrible. Here's uh, Mookie Betts kind of uh, after the game. Just just watch his face for those of you that are watching. He, he got – he's lost, man. There is no real no real words for it. Um, they played better. You know, we didn't do much. I, I can't speak for all of us, but I know for sure I, I did absolutely nothing to, to help us win. I mean, there's no, there's no real words for, words for it. He got nothing, man. And, the, and the thing, the thing I, I don't ever want to hear anybody say is the format. Don't bring up the format. Don't ask people questions about the format because without that format, the interest in the baseball playoffs would be far less than it is nationwide. People cared about the baseball playoffs because there are more teams in it at the end of the season. Can you imagine if there wasn't this extended playoff format, we would have stopped talking about baseball when mid-August. Like, so it kept other people interested in the game and so the format is still enriching the sport i don't understand what the format like this whole format discussion i think the complaint is well my understanding right my understanding is is if you're one of the teams like the braves or the dodgers and you won your division you're you have the higher seed you get a buy which is what you want your pitchers get to rest your hitters get to rest and you get to you get to not lose like if you want the format to change you'll lose quicker well but what is but what is what is the big gripe? The what, gripe is well, it's well, like what what Browner says is what most people say is well, you get to rest, you get to stay at home, and then you right. get to host, and then you get to host the first two games of the next round. Whereas the people that are looking for excuses are like, well, you know, Arizona gets to play and keeps the momentum going. They get to go to Milwaukee, win win a series, build some confidence, and then come to come to LA hot. So it's like. In baseball, you don't get days off, and all of a sudden you get four days off or five days off, and it, it throws off the rhythm. So I haven't heard a lot of it, to be honest with you. I really well, haven't. You, you hear it from teams that lose. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. But are the did the Astros, or was it the Astros that got the bye? Like, did, did, did it affect them when they beat the Twins? No. They put that work in. Yep. So 
I mean, I mean the, the, Ori- the, the, the so far the Orioles eliminated. They had the bye. The Dodgers eliminated. They had the bye. And today the Braves could be eliminated, and they have the bye. So can, can someone explain to me this story? Because I was watching the highlights last night, and I see Bryce Harper hit. And, and, oh, and just quick note on the Dodger thing. You know, um, we talk about the Dodger roster. Think about this. Corey Seager, their, their longtime shortstop who left via free agency and they got nothing for him. He's the shortstop of the Rangers. And Trey Turner, who was their shortstop replacement for Corey Seager, he left via free agency and they got nothing for him. And he's the shortstop now for Philadelphia. So you don't replace players of those magnitudes. You got two guys on your team. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. You don't have a Trey Turner or a Corey Seager to go with that. You know, I mean, I'm just making the point that the the smartest executive in all of pro sports let guys like that leave his organization. Maybe they wanted to leave. I love the way you just did that too. What's that? Like he didn't try and re-sign both those. Well, guys. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't try. I'm, I'm saying they got away. I'm saying they got. No, away. I mean, we all got to make an argument. Well, I mean, I don't remember Corey Seager. I don't remember them like being deep, 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 and Corey Seager going, "Nah, I don't want to take the Dodger deal," because they you got know? Trey Turner, right? right. And then, and right. then, in getting Trey Turner, they had their replacement in hand, right? And then right. It, it was almost like and Trey Turner didn't even want to talk to them. Nope, because his wife is like, "Nope, we're going to the East Coast." Yeah. That's the report, so, at least. So yeah. anyway, I mean, listen, Max I, I'm Scherzer, wa- yeah, he he left for nothing. He's now with the Rangers too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, to, to listen, like, like it, it it's kind of goes back to the argument: spend money, spend some money, because the Rangers, they have, what are they number four, or five in all of baseball and payroll? The Astros are up there too. Phillies are definitely up there too. Like they're that's three of the top seven teams of the top spending teams in baseball are are going still alive. So mm-hmm. it's so, it works. so Philadelphia though. I, I got to say with Philly, I'm not like watching that series completely intently. Although it seems like that's the more exciting, more fun, more competitive, uh, more, more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Bryce Harper. I see him hit these home runs yesterday. And as he's mm-hmm. rounding second base, he's kind of given this dirty look to the shortstop um, of Atlanta. What what's going on? So here? if you remember in game two, Bryce Harper had that knucklehead, uh, base running decision where you got thrown out at first to end the game, right? Yeah, right. Um, and I guess in the Braves clubhouse after the game, there was a little bit of celebration, trash talking going on, and there happened to be media members there. And Orlando Arcia, the, who's the guy that he was staring down, mm-hmm. said, "Atta boy, Harper. Atta boy, Harper." He just kept saying that in the in the clubhouse, like "Atta boy, Harper. Atta boy, Harper." This dude barely speaks English, so it was like a thing that he was saying in English as a joke, right? And word leaked that this was coming out of the Braves clubhouse and Bryce Harper took it personal. Bryce Harper smashed two home runs yesterday. The Phillies now up on that series two to one. And if I was in Atlanta, I would be ripping the crap out of my team because they're all like pouting. Like, why did that even get out? Why? Why? That wasn't supposed to leave this clubhouse. But you media members, you take advantage of us and you and you hear things and then you report things. And it's like that. You know, I feel bad for Orlando that that even got out. And if you don't believe me, like, look at this guy. The clubhouse is a sanctuary. And and I think when things like that get out, it it doesn't make people want to talk to the media at all. Um, it, It affects the people who have been great to us all year. And it is what it is. Braves catcher Travis Diarnod. So the Braves, instead of being like, "Yeah, we said it," and they kicked our ass today, like, "Oh, I can't believe it got out." And now you you made Bryce Harper mad, and he played really well against us. That's the vibe, honestly. That if you watch every Braves answer, that's the vibe. Like, 
we feel bad for Orlando. It should have never got out there. It should have never well, got out well, there. Well, wait a second. If, if the clubhouse is open to the media correct, and, and a player is running around saying, way to go, Harper, way to go, Harper, attaboy, Harper, I'm in the clubhouse. I'm a reporter, hypothetically. Right. Because he wasn't. Because I wasn't talking. I he wasn't talking that's, to a that's media nonsense. member. That's so nonsense. That's what? That that is that would be like me. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think yeah. it's complete, like yeah. the softest thing I've heard in right. a long time. That yeah. is so lame. That is so weak. But it but it would be okay if a player after a game was doing an Instagram live and in the clubhouse and things got said or or were seen or heard that you know was supposed to be within the sanctuary and then to go blame it on the media that is that is pretty lame so soft that's dude. so it's, weak it just it, a lot of uh, this is <laughs> this is when people go really bro really mm -hmm. oh cuz if if you say something in a room full of reporters and those aren't your let's say local reporters who semi protect you from that type of stuff bro you you cooked you cooked so don't say nothing. You don't want re-say it. And two, mm. oh, Bryce Harper got mad at us. So is he going to try <laughs> harder than he was going to try yesterday? Like, that don't make no sense. Yeah, like, like after he hit the first home run and he stared down the Atlanta shortstop, and then he hits the second home run, and here he comes. If you're the Atlanta shortstop, you want to fire up your team, maybe you stand in the base path. Throw hands. You know, yeah. or, yeah, like. The second time? Oh, dude, yeah. the second time something should have happened. Yeah. and or, and But, but they are or, soft. Or as the, lose the, as, as the pitcher on the mound, you know what you do? You go, all right, one to the ribs, zing. And, instead of or, letting this guy hit I another mean, home run and circle the bases, staring at your second baseman, staring at your infielders, and they just standing there like like punks, yeah. punks. Yo, dude, they got punked so hard last night, and I, I, it's just like now they're in Philly. You're down two one. And that crowd you're, is lit. Oh, they're coming. Scared. They're coming. You're playing scared. Yeah, we come. They were doing. They were doing the tomahawk chop yesterday. They were just like, dude. That, I've never seen such a fragile, a mentally fragile thing, mm -hmm. in a postseason in the playoffs, and you're the best team in the National League, like by far the best team in the National League. I said, like the Braves are. This is their year, and that's not now. That's not the now. response, dude. Yeah. I can't believe it got out there. It's a sanctuary. It's a sanctuary. sanctuary. You're supposed God, to protect dude. us. You're the media. You're supposed to protect us and have our backs. No, no, no we're, we're, not. Not. <laughs> we're not. Hey, I tell you what, you guys want to yell and scream. You guys want to yell at a boy Harper. That's great. Once they open the doors and we're allowed in, we're going to tell people what we see in here. Cause that's what people want to know. Or, or if the doors close and you're too loud, guess what? We heard behind closed doors, they were saying and doing this. Like, come on, man. Grow yeah, up. Like, You're a grown man true. competing at the highest level of the sport. Yeah, and you're talking cool. about the clubhouse as a sanctuary. Yeah. Man, you in a business, bro. Pipe down. People out I'd here. I'd love to see what clicks. happens tonight. I'd love to see what oh, happens yeah. tonight. Because they got a 20-game winner on the mound today, the Braves. And he's not going to mess around with, like, hitting anybody. Mm -hmm. no. You got to step up. You got to step yeah, up. Yeah. You got to put your team on your back tonight. Because if you're going to be the 20-game winner and everybody's like, oh, maybe Cy Young, he, he won't. But maybe Cy Young because he won so many games. He Dude, won the first game, right? He lost the first game. He pitched the first game. lost the first game. Oh, um, okay. So I think tonight Spencer Strider got to go out there and, and do something. Because no. if not – if they jump all over him somehow, it might. I mean, it got oh, ugly last night. It got ugly last night. Right. 
I mean, they yeah. were hitting they were hitting batting practice late in that game. Right. If, um, you get put, a, if you get a single against that crowd, that crowd goes bananas. Put up on the screen, yeah, Alex, we, just one we more time. We know that all too well. Yeah. <laughs> put up on the screen one more time. The, uh, yeah. the just the way the the um, the bracket. Yes, bracket. So here's the thing. I got to be honest, I probably normally might not be that interested in the American League Championship Series, but obviously the Bruce Bochy Padres connection, the San Diego connection, Bochy, Chris Young, Nick Hunley, Will Venable, and you mentioned somebody else on that team, uh, Austin Hedges, maybe? Yes. Okay. So five guys off the top of our head that are closely associated and have huge roles. Uh, Hedges, I'm not so sure about, but obviously Bochy and Venable and Chris Young and, and Nick Hunley. I, but, I know there's another one too. I don't okay, know if he still plays. Uh, do you remember this name? Travis Jankowski. Yes. Okay. Center fielder, long hair, white guy, fast. Yeah. I think you're right. Hasn't yeah. played in the postseason yet, but yeah, well, does I mean, play does play quite a bit. Yeah. But just go back to that bracket for a second. Um, look on the American League side. You have the Astros and the Rangers. You've got the Battle of Texas, what what used to be an American League team versus a National League team, which sometimes it, when I see the Astros in the American League, sometimes it still confuses me. Yeah. But the Astros and the Rangers, a Battle of Texas. If this were, you know, uh, if this were I'm trying to think of it, the Dodgers and the Giants, which we've seen, that's cool. Uh, Dodgers, Padres, but the Battle of the State of Texas, the Astros versus the Rangers, that. That'll add a little extra to it, I think. Bassa is as old school as it gets when it comes to managers, too. Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochy, dude. Yeah. Like, old that guys. is so old. For the uncensored portion of today's show, mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want to bleep out a million F words, mm -hmm. Justin Verlander's locker room celebration speech actually aired on Fox. And Fox just said, you know what? We're not even going to try. F yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> not even going to try. <laughs> it was fantastic, dude. Oh, it's great. Dusty Dusty Baker said, like, they wanted Dusty to give a speech. And he goes, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. I'm, I give a speech when we win the World Series. And he looked around and he goes, who wants it? Who wants it? And he looks at Verlander. He goes, Justin, get your ass over here. He makes Justin Verlander do a speech. And he had a great line that you guys got to stick around for the answer. If you haven't seen it, he had such a great line because he's talking about, we battled. We did this all year. We did this. All year. And then he, like, kind of catches himself. It's a great line. I'll play it uncensored. It must be something like, wait a second. I wasn't really here all year pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hold on for that. Make sure you're with us for the uncensored portion of today's podcast. So if you are a radio listener or you're a TV viewer, just come to our YouTube channel and watch the last 10 minutes of the show. That's always uncensored. Um, hey, real quick, before we get back to it, just want to give a quick shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. If you're thinking about home ownership, um, now would be a good time to talk to the expert because as the prices rise, as the interest rates have gone up, you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait this whole thing out. Um, okay, good luck. But if you can, you probably still might want to right now, even though the prices are higher and the rates are higher. Think about these rates coming down eventually and think about the prices continuing to rise. You wait three months, you wait six months. That could be an extra... I don't know. It could be 20 grand, could be a hundred grand, whatever the numbers might be. The prices are still going up. I'm not here to tell you I'm an expert in real estate because I'm not. Gary is. Talk to him. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Just to finish this off before we get into some football. Last thing on baseball. You know what we haven't talked about here is how Padre fans are reacting to the news that Fernando Tatis is going to play a winter ball. No. 
it doesn't seem like people are happy about this. I don't know if they're worried that he's going to go riding motorcycles or what his story is. What what what's the issue here? What are we looking at? What is this? Hector Gomez. This is a report. Hector Gomez, who is like the um, Adam Schefter of Dominican baseball players, uh, says that he will play 20 games this season in Dominican Winter League. And here is really where it gets interesting. Um, Fernando T. Seniors uh, did not say whether his son will play as an outfielder, a shortstop, or a DH. Now, if you're the Padres and you grant Fernando Tatis the right to play in Dominican, I'm, I'm fine with it. Honestly, I'm fine with it. Like, you know, get back in your shape. Stay away from motorcycles. You know, that's an easy low-hanging fruit joke. But shortstop? No. No thanks. Like, DH, and that's it, to be honest. Like, I don't even need him in the outfield. We saw last year, he, he, he's a gold glove right fielder. We're fine. If we if you want to give him at bats, great. Don't go put him to tease that shortstop because that kid can't control him. So he'll be diving all across those rocky ass fields in the Dominican. No thank well, you. Not just that, but I mean, what's how is he getting better as an outfielder if he's spending his time in the Dominican League playing shortstop? If he wants to play shortstop, which maybe that is what he wants. What have I always told y'all? Yeah, I mean, listen, his contract based on today versus what baseball is, you know, when that contract was signed, I'm not saying that that's not an untradeable contract. I don't think another no way team would, would have that Absolutely contract, not. but no, you're not trading. No one's you're trading, not trading him. him anyway. I'm you're not, not saying you are. Him. I'm just oh. saying though, that if he were, if he were like, I'm a shortstop, gosh, darn it. I mean, I listen, gosh, before we run out of time, I'm telling you all right now, he's going to do that. He's playing along nicely. Cause he's trying to rehab his image. The I will be a shortstop will come. Trust me. Yeah, and especially especially if he's playing it in the Dominican. All right, stick around, everybody. Coming up, Dr. David Chow from Sports Injury Central. Who's the healthiest teams as we go into the next season, the next week of the NFL season? We'll find out. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? It's Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We've spent a lot of time today talking about the baseball postseason, uh, the Dodgers' failures, the uh, incredible run by the Arizona Diamondbacks, the relation to those two stories, to the Padres, uh, even into Tatis now moving on to the Dominican Republic to play. So we've been talking a lot of baseball today. I hope all of you that complain that we don't talk enough sports around here are happy today. And let's keep things rolling. Grande, brown man, I see Dr. Yeah. David Chow is standing by. Yeah. Doc Chow, who everybody knows, was the – Charger team doctor for 17 years, the old school San Diego Chargers, and now has a website called Six Score Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com, where Doc analyzes the health of all the NFL teams. And then you, as a fantasy player, or if you're playing like on prize picks, or if you are somebody who likes to wager on games, and you take this information and it is valuable stuff. So here's Doc Chow from sixscore.com. Hey, Doc. Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry in the card today, but uh, dressed up, but in the card today for you. But mm -hmm. Scott, we also do baseball. Uh, we were panning the Dodgers because of their lack of starting pitching health and uh, obviously an early exit. And overall, if you went by the health grades of the uh, baseball playoff teams, it would have been a pretty good correlation of who's still in and who's out. So we do multiple other sports as well. Yes, you guys do. That's absolutely right. Um, Doc, let's talk uh, about there's a lot of injuries around the NFL, and we want to jump into them. I'll start by asking you about my quarterback. That's my quarterback, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I A couple weeks ago, 
they everything is he's going to play on Saturday and then Sunday pregame warmups. He kind of reports, I don't have it. I don't have the velocity. My something's wrong with my shoulder. Misses the game. They got to go with a rookie quarterback. They get smoked at home. Um, now, after a bye week, the story is that Deshaun Watson still may not make it back against the San Francisco 49ers. Doc, what do you know about the the injury to Deshaun Watson's shoulder? Well, look, we do injury analysis from afar, right, by video and from my time with the Chargers. So we're not in the room when it happens. And we've had a 95% accuracy rate. Deshaun Watson is one that surprised us as well. We looked at it, and there was a third-quarter deltoid contusion, lateral shoulder contusion, that I thought for sure that he would be able to play through. And we were wrong. He didn't play. But guess who else thought he would play? Kevin Stefanski thought he would play, right? And he said as much, and they were surprised. Uh, DTR, the UCLA rookie quarterback, didn't know he was starting until like right before the game, like two hours before the game. And so they didn't plan on it. And this week, you already see, even after the bye, there's uh, DNPs, which means he wasn't even in practice handing the ball off. Forget throwing. If you run some offensive plays in practice and just hand the ball off, that qualifies you for an LP. He's been DNP so far. We don't see him playing. And rotator cuff contusion is what's been reported. We went back and looked at video in the second quarter when he got a head injury check. He came off and unbuckled his helmet with his one left hand. And after that, he favored his shoulder a little bit. He threw, made some good throws, but that's how rotator cuff contusions can happen where it swells up over time. But once it swells up, you don't go from DMP yesterday to full practice today. And at this point, I think it's likely P.J. Walker is the guy. They're going with him instead of the former XFL quarterback, the DTR. And this is why earlier in the week when the line was at five, we were saying, look, you might want to jump on the, the, the 49ers right now at five. The line's already seven now. And once it's formal, I think it's going to go above seven to seven and a half or more for those who like that stuff. Um, I just want to make sure I understand something. So, cause for everybody that's listening, um, DNP is did not practice just so you guys know. And LP is limited in practice. Just so everybody hears, you know, doc using that terminology. Uh, that's not medical terminology. That's football terminology. Yeah. Jack is what that is. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm, I'm really surprised that, you know, here's this guy who you know, should have been healthy two weeks later. I mean, after the buy, doesn't this surprise you doc, that, that given the two weeks, that he should have had to recover, that he still probably can't play? Well, yeah. And remember, leading into week four, when he didn't play, he was LP all week, right? And he didn't play. And now, after the bye, he's DNP so far. Maybe that status will change. But here's the thing. I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is playing games because he has a guaranteed contract. I'm not saying that I'm in the room saying there's disagreement between the head coach or whatever. But you've certainly heard – the head coach say something and Andrew Barry, the, the GM say, clean it up a little bit. And I'm not saying there's trouble in paradise, but this could be as simple as, look, we need to, we need to practice with a quarterback that is going to be for sure ready to go. We got fooled collectively last time and we're unprepared. We're not going to get fooled again, especially against the 49ers, and we're just going to ride with P.J. Walker. And maybe part of the DNP did not participate. Remember, if he, if Deshaun Watson goes in for one snap on goal line for a handoff, 
then that qualifies as LP. If he does 99% of the practice but doesn't throw one deep ball, that also is a limited practice. He was a DNP so far. We'll see what happens today. Maybe they're just saving all the reps for P.J. Walker and saying, look, live to fight another day or week. I'm not Doc, saying it's the end of the relationship. Doc, when you, <clears throat> me, when you see a guy do that, but you've also seen throughout times where a guy like, I'll use a basketball reference, Derrick Rose trusted Chicago Bull doctors, and they didn't do right by him physically. They trust Luol Deng trusted the Chicago Bulls doctor, and they gave him a bad spinal tap and almost ruined his career. So when you you see these times where athletes have their own doctors and their own people, and a guy like Deshaun Watson on a two hundred million dollar guaranteed contract, could this be a situation where he's got his own guy and they've got a guy, and their guy saying he's healthy and his guy saying he's not? Well, uh, it could be, and I'm not trying to, to speculate negativity against the Browns medical staff. They have a good medical staff. It could be, but think about this Browner. If that were the case, how quickly would his agent call one of the big reporters and correct what's being reported? Hmm. And if your agent isn't doing that, maybe you should fire your agent to protect yourself, right? That's the agent's job to say, wait a minute, you can't be going by the, the team doctor's clinic. Our own doctor said he wasn't. That would be out there the next minute, wouldn't it? Now, Doc, it's, it's true. It's true, but I'm kind of distracted right now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to this before I forget. What are you distracted I, by? This car you're sitting in. I'm looking at the inside. <laughs> That's the best uh, inside looking up. I would love to the outside of that bathroom. Guess, guess what kind of car? Doc is in because, like, I'm looking at the car and I'm thinking, I think I know what kind of car Doc is in right now. There might be a giveaway if I go full screen. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he moved his camera. Okay, okay. There was a there was a giveaway when we first came on camera <laughs> of where he's currently parked. Look, I don't look, know where he's parked. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my like, mouth shut because right. I saw it. I keep it my mouth like Doc driving. It. it looked like Doc driving a 2030. Yeah, well, it looks like Doc driving a Tesla to me. Well, I, I am officially the bravest man in the world to get white car seats when I got kids Ooh. that are still 10, 10, and 6, right? I mean, uh, and and, and that, that doesn't look too bad from right there, right? Yeah. The white car seats. I mean, they, no, they do resist stain and, and uh, what have you. But when I was getting this, it was like, you're crazy. The kids were younger even then. You know, you know, like, like I got I got portable trash cans in the back seats for all their snacks and apple <laughs> juices and, and, and half-eaten oranges and things like that. Right. So, yes, I have a white interior car. So I'm either the bravest or the dumbest guy in the world. You see, I couldn't have a white interior car. I couldn't have white leather seats because of my stomach yeah, too many issues. You know, right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I, I'm driving to L.A. or back to San Diego and my stomach yeah. acts up. And then all of a sudden I lose it, you know, and then my white yeah. seats are all disgusting. Yes. God's no, 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 my man, I, I love my, my man, Alex, with the context clues in the background, et cetera. <laughs> that's like some that's some deep dive video analysis stuff. That's like stuff that I try and do sometimes, yeah. you know, uh, you're 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 on it. I mean, yeah, you're on my it. my wife will be watching a show and I'll and, you know, everyone's focused on what's in front. And I'm like, dude, did you see the background like the, the, that, that, that? And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. rewind it, rewind. It. Yeah, I know. That's I like know. when next, I watch it. Next, next thing you, you're going to want is for me to open up the doors and, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Lambo that's, doors. That's why, uh, like, um, sometimes I'm watching a baseball game and I'm not even watching the pitcher or the hitter. I'm looking at who's sitting behind home plate. In the plate, back. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, Dr. David Chow is with us from Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com. Alex, I know you've probably yes. got 
something you want to talk about from an well, injury with your team. Well, no, yeah, but you brought up contract with Watson, and yesterday we had this conversation. We're not saying it, but we also have been saying it with <laughs> a running back in L.A. I don't know if you saw it, Doc. He Austin Eckler was on his own podcast, and he said, you know, I came back, I practiced a little bit, and then I had the bye week. So how would it look if I come back this week and I don't play? Like, I can't really get away with it anymore. He didn't say that, but if you saw it, he said that. To me, I think Austin Eckler, you tell me, is he back Monday? And was his injury? Like, yeah, there's a little bit of an injury, but really, you didn't pay me. So if I'm a little hurt, I'm definitely not going to play. There's definitely something to be said for hiding behind health, right? And teams do it and players can do it. Look, uh, J.C. Treader, the NFLPA guy, said, you know, use injuries, et cetera. And I'm not at all suggesting that Austin Eckler is faking his high ankle sprain. We're at Sports Injury Central reported that he had one. But if you're – it's just a hypothetical. If you're 80% or 85% from your high ankle sprain and you got paid, do you maybe play and feel guilty about it? Or if you haven't gotten paid, you'd say, look, I need to live and fight another day. I can't aggravate it, miss more time, and now really hurt my value going forward, right? I mean, that's happened before. Uh, last year, there was a lot of talk. Martellus Bennett and Julius Edelman criticized Jimmy Garoppolo for not taking an injection into his throwing shoulder AC joint and playing through with the Patriots when Tom Brady was on suspension. but. You know, Don Yee gave him the best advice in the world. There's no reason for you to play that third game. You put up two good games of film. You're going to get paid. Play a third game with an injection where you're not 100% and perhaps not a full week of practice and not look so good. Now you got two good weeks of film and one not so good. Do you get paid? So there are times where it's smart to sit and wait. And, you know, there's a lot more to it. And I'm not critical. I'm not saying Eckler did it. I'm just saying that, you know, it's fair to have a conversation. Let's look at Jonathan Taylor. Look, his ankle's injured and he's put out for four weeks, but yet the team was trying to trade him. But the, as soon as he signs a new, new contract, he's full practice and ready to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, he didn't get all the utilization there, but that's probably because they now paid him and they don't want him to leave with a protecting. hamstring injury in the in the first week back in terms of acclimation. They're protecting their asset. But all of a sudden, he was full practice after he got his deal done. And congrats to him and his agent for playing it correctly. There was a lot of back and forth there, and he actually got a contract in a, in a market where running backs really aren't getting paid. So sometimes mm -hmm. it can pay off. Yeah. Uh, you may not be saying it. I'm saying it. Austin Eckler didn't. Austin Eckler is not giving the Chargers one ounce of anything extra, nothing, mm -hmm. um, because he feels like he has been disrespected. Not, neither here nor there. Um, Doc Chow is here from SixScore.com, Sports Injury Central. Doc, tonight's game, Kansas City and Denver. I think um, for me, like the big question mark is going to be, is Travis Kelsey going to be available? What, what do you know about Travis Kelsey's injury, or at least how do you guys analyze it? Well, first I need to know, is Taylor Swift going to be there? No, just kidding. Yes, my confirmed. daughter, my, my, my <laughs> daughter wants to know if Taylor Swift is going to be there. That's by the that's way, her uh, interest in, in doc. Uh, yes. And, um, this time announced beforehand because her movie is, I believe releasing tomorrow. It is because my girlfriend yeah, okay. and all of her yeah. girlfriends are having like a girl's night out. And for whatever reason, these girls are all going to this Taylor Swift movie in like the movie theater in La Jolla. 
Um, the, and so I'm like, wait, so it's a Friday night and you guys are going to a Taylor Swift movie. I'm free. Cool. I'm not going. Not that I have a problem. Uh, my, with my, 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 my daughter's 11 year old birthday party is at a movie theater with 18 friends to watch the Taylor oh Swift movie yes. wow. uh, this yep. weekend. I mean, they're, they're big time into it. So, uh, look, uh, to pardon the pun, but uh, I have no doubt that Travis Kelsey will shake off his ankle sprain to play and be effective hey, uh, here. And the 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 uh, the that was a song I played this morning as I took my six year old to school. She was shaking it off in the back seat, but <laughs> in this in this car. But in any case, With the white seats. Yeah. In in game in the first half, we said that's a regular inversion ankle sprain. He'll tape and return to play, and he did. And he was actually more effective after in terms of five same number of catches, but more yardage and a touchdown after. He's playing tonight and will be effective. Javante Williams is playing for the Broncos, but he may not be as effective, partly because he's still recovering from the ACL and LCL, but also because of his hip flexor quad strain, but also because Nick Bolton for the Chiefs is back, and also because Jaleel McLaughlin's been playing pretty well. So it might be a carry split there. So Make that what you want with what you're going to do with the game or props or underdog prize picks, whatever you guys like to do. Yeah. Prize picks, by the way, that was a game uh, that I did not know how to play that game. Um, and uh, I heard one of your guys from sports injury central talking about it one afternoon. I was like, wait, you guys do analysis for prize picks. Like he's like, yeah, dude, now I'm into that. I really like it. So yeah, and, and, uh, and uh, go to Sports Injury Central SIC score and click on the button or prize picks, underdog, sleeper, boom, fantasy, you name it. Put in promo code SIC and you get all the freaking matching bonuses and whatever they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Alex is showing us the website right now. And um, uh, as far as other injuries around the league, um, I, I Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Indianapolis, he's a good looking young player, but this is now like once it was a concussion, missed time, and now is it his shoulder that's bothering him? AC joint sprain. That's now been confirmed. It's grade three. He's been put on injured reserve. We said it in game, and there, he's still getting second opinion. Surgery isn't off the table, but we don't believe he will have surgery. His over-under is probably about six weeks to return, but he can and should return this season. Meanwhile, it'll be Gardner Minshew. And for everyone – who's like, uh-oh, he's injury prone. He was hurt week one with the knee, but he played through. Week two with a concussion, missed week three, came back week four. Week five now with this AC joint. Look, I don't like the word injury prone because I think it's disrespectful to players. Anthony Richardson is injury prone if other quarterbacks fall the same way on his shoulder and they don't get hurt, but he does. He took a hit. He runs the ball. All three injuries were on design running plays. I can make the argument that he's prone to injury the way that he's utilized and the way that he plays. Uh, and just like a skier who does double black diamond runs is more prone to injury than me who's doing green and blues as I get old in life. I'm less prone to injury. And I think it's unfair to say he's just injury prone, but they're going to have to look at his utilization going forward. All right. Dr. David Chow from Sports Injury Central is here. Sixscore.com. Doc, before you go, you've been good enough with your time. You're sitting in your car, man. We appreciate it. Shout out. Uh, the Monday night football game, I know it's only Thursday, but just looking into the future, the Cowboys and the Chargers, as of today, do one of those teams look more <laughs> clearly healthy than the other, especially with the Chargers coming off a bye? 
Well, yeah, that's the most interesting thing. Who do you like there? Uh, the team coming off the health right now, especially with Eckler coming back, is fairly even. Of course, the Cowboys lost, you know, uh, Trayvon Diggs, a key to, to pass rusher there, and, uh, and they got blown out by the 49ers. Who do you trust more? A team coming off a bye week that might be a little bit sluggish or a team that just got blown out by the San Francisco 49ers that wants to get right. I think that's your biggest battle there. The injuries, you know, there's some individual matchups that we can talk about, but the Cowboys offensive line is indeed getting healthier. By injuries so far, they're about even. But, you know, do you prefer the team coming off the bye or the, the team coming off the, the whooping? I think I prefer the team coming off the whooping. <laughs> especially when they're playing against the chargers <laughs> well it's I, to me it's like how much is justin herbert's hand going to impact i know it's his non-throwing hand but i mean he's completely out of shotgun now right like he can't go under center does that change it a bunch well mostly i mean he did go under center in that game with the the broken finger and did not get the fourth and one right. because of ball security but did you see how he took knees Oh, I, I hope. I, we but I don't see it affecting. Oh. Look, wow. on our on. podcast, right. we made Justin Herbert the beast of the week that week, not because he played through the fractured finger that got caught in the face mask there, but because he. Oh, wow. Doc Chow had, oh. had he'd been. Good run. This has been, he had a great run. It's a good run. A great man. run on. So I, I still have a feeling he might finish because he doesn't know he's not on right now. He's just continuing to talk. But he was in yeah. his car this whole time. I wonder, because it looks like he was in a Tesla. I wonder if he had Wi-Fi in the car. Probably. You know? I don't know. I don't know, but don't now know he's just works. frozen. Look at look at the picture of him. He's frozen. Yeah, Poor guy. That's a nice Brown, car, man. That's yeah, it's a, nice a really car. nice car. Brown, I understood why you were distracted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was looking at that car like, Ooh, wait a wait a minute. Those are white seats. That's ballsy, dude. My buddy's yeah, got a white leather in Tesla, too. And I was like, dude, that's... All right, man. I, I mean, felt like I was getting it dirty just sitting in it. My denim's going to leak on these things or something. Nothing yeah. says money like white seats, boy. I don't care what kind of car you got. Yeah, that's some white, white privilege seats. when you got you got white seats. That's some white privilege right there, boy. Yeah, that's a sign of money. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't have white seats. Listen, I have these these uh, camel colored seats and I I'm, I'm feel like it's dangerous. You know, so um, we appreciate Doc Chow coming by from SixScore.com. You want to say bye? Hey, Doc, uh, we got to hustle. We got to go. But thanks for getting back in. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened there. My 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 apologies there. But my point is Justin Herbert took a hit that was very re reminiscent of the Drew Bledsoe hit that started Tom Brady's career. And he popped right up like it was nothing. And so that's why he was our beast of the week uh, in the previous week. I like it. Hey, Doc, we're all going to go visit the website, sixscore.com, S-I-C-score.com, Sports Injury Central. And, Doc, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, hey, listen, we mentioned that coming up during the uncensored portion of today's podcast, Alex was going to give us this Justin Verlander postgame speech because he didn't want to have to edit it. And so we'll have that coming up. So for everybody that's listening on radio, plenty more to get to, especially about the Dodgers collapse. But for everybody on podcast, let's go get uncensored. All right, everybody, time to get uncensored. And here for the uncensored portion of today's podcast is Charlie Rolfs, who runs marketing over at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. And this will be good because Charlie can jump in. And we'll, we'll have the highlight of the day coming up during this segment. But Charlie, it's good to have you back, man. How are you? 
I'm great. It's great to be back. You know, I miss being here. Feels like it's coming a little second home for me. So things are good. Hey, dude, uh, last time you were here, check me on this, but you were really excited about the jet season. And it's been like four weeks since we've had you on. And little did we know that it would be four plays into the season and the Aaron Rodgers situation would happen. And the Jets fans go from this could be our year to what now? And um, man, where where's the uh, where's the Jets fan mindset right now? Yeah, you know, I think any Jets fan who's been a fan for any period of time was preparing themselves for this eventuality in some way. And regardless of how it happened, we're exactly where I thought we'd be at some point in the season, which is Aaron Rodgers isn't playing and he's challenging people to vaccine debates. You know, this is, <laughs> this is kind of the, the what if it went wrong, how would it go wrong? You know, here, yeah. here, here we are. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this. I don't know how much you pay attention to the show, but you know, the, the guy driving the Zach Wilson fan bus, the top left over here, man. This yeah. guy is a believer. Well, you know why? Because Bull drinking a full Zach Wilson flavored Red Bull. Okay, here's why though. Because when I was watching Hard Knocks, I know you watch Hard Knocks this summer, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I I told the guys, I'm like, guys, I think that Aaron Rodgers will miss some time, and when he does, I think Zach Wilson is more prepared to play now than he was the first two years. Comes from BYU, doesn't have the media coverage, thrown right into the fire of New York. Uh, doesn't have success. Everybody's making fun of him because apparently he was banging his mom's friend or something or other, right? Like, so, so everybody's apparently. making fun. Yeah. So I guess here's the thing. I didn't want to give up on the guy because I thought, you know what, he's going to be coached now. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't expect him to have to play after four plays. But I don't want to give up on that guy based on what I saw of him on Hard Knocks. What were you on the Zach Wilson debate? He is not the guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's just not the guy. I mean, uh, and I think the record's going to show it at the end of the season. I thought if there's any opportunity for Zach Wilson to get the trading in time that he needs, this is it. He's behind one of the all-time greats, you know, who potentially, and it's his idol, you know? So obviously you stylize your play a little bit around the, you know, the sports idols that you look up to. And look, man, being an NFL quarterback is one of the hardest jobs in sports, you know, he got his, he's going to get his money. He's going to have a nice life, but he's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, after this season, I think this is the end of the Zach Wilson story. I'm not giving up on him yet. There's a lot of quarterbacks. There's there's a lot of, listen, Hey, um, let me ask you a question. Well, maybe, but look, I, I look around the NFL and I see a lot of quarterbacks that aren't very good. And I think to myself, am I ready to give up on this guy? I'm not ready to give up on a guy like Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, as an example. Um, I was not willing to give up on a guy like Baker Mayfield, as an example. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just giving examples of of you know guys that I don't want to give up on quite yet. Right, but the, but the guys that you're naming are quarterbacks. They're not franchise quarterbacks. They're not like I don't think Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback on a winning team. Is he a starter? Clearly, he's proven that. But at the end of the year. He'll beat seven wins, eight wins, and a non-playoff team. I take my chances on Zach Jones over uh, Zach Wilson over Mac Jones. That's not I saying mean, much. No, I know. I'm just, I'm, I know, but what I'm saying, but I'm not saying he's going to be a, a, a tallest a, midget situation. I'm not saying he's going to be. You know what? That is a good, <laughs> well said, Browner. Even though politically incorrect, very well said. <laughs> very well said. Uh, Charlie Ross is here, and Charlie is the chief marketing officer 
at uh, Tory Holistics in California Holistics. And um, Charlie, you and I were chatting not that long ago, and you had a funny comment. You were because we've talked to you in the past that you like boxing as a form mm -hmm. of exercise. Mm -hmm. But you said to me that it's too late for you to become a world champion boxer, <laughs> but not too late for you to become a rock star. Tell us what's going on with your band, man. Like, give a little shout out to your band. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Thank you, Scott. I'm in a band called King Whisker. We've been in the San Diego scene for a while, nominated for three San Diego Music Awards. You know, uh, we've been a DIY band for a while, doing our own stuff, and we're we're recording an album at uh, Amplified Studios up in Carlsbad. I was just in the studio last weekend, and uh, you know, between my uh, my music and my my weed and my boxing, I've got a nice little slice of life carved out for me but yeah i mean i've been playing music king whisker we're gonna have an album coming out in something like you know four or five months and i'm just right. super stoked i don't know the answer to this and i'll give it to browner and, and alex let's all take a guess what does charlie do in the band how tall are you uh, you question. look tall you look tall. Yeah. I've, I've met him before i'm six one okay i would i would def i would go i would definitely go with bass I'm gonna bass. go with bass. You think he slaps the bass, huh? Not like that, but yes. Okay. Mm. All right, Alex. What do you think Charlie does in the band? Because I don't I'm, know. Uh, if we're gonna do, I love you, man. References. He looks like an axe man, but I want to say drums. Okay. I'm gonna tell you that I think, based on his voice, I think he's a lead singer. Charlie, do any of us have this right? Uh, you you put it together, you almost have it. So I grew up playing bass, but I'm the I'm the guitar player and singer for the band. Axe man. So you play like like a rhythm guitar, and you or you play a lead guitar. Rhythm and lead, uh, and also um, and I also sing. And we have God. a couple of other singers in the band. We all we're so we're we're four piece. It's bass, drums, uh, keyboard, and percussion, and then I play guitar. We have three people who sing. So it's a whole multi instrumental kind of. Nice. active no, soundscape dude. type of band what's it's your band name again king whisker we're on instagram we're on spotify max and tina is a is a fun song to check out we're we're definitely a bit on the out there side of things but we have this kind of world groove song about taking a bath with your friends called max and tina <laughs> dude anybody who can play guitar and by the way be the only guitar in the band anybody who can play guitar and sing it just blows my mind I so badly want to be able to play guitar and sing. I, I can sing, meaning not well, but like in my world, I think I'm good. This but guy. but I just Jesus. so badly want to be able to play my own songs. And this way I can play and sing, but I can't play. And even every time I try to learn and I sit in front of a, a, a YouTube video and I work on it, dude, I suck. I can't figure it out. I can't get my hands to move. It's learning a language when you're 53. That's what it is. But the idea of being able to play guitar and sing and be the only guitar in a band. Just so much respect. You know what we need you to do, man? We need you to bring the band to my spot, the Kraken in, in Cardiff. Have you ever played the Kraken? No, haven't. Know of it, though. Dude, I mean, on a Saturday night, it gets hot and sweaty in there. And the band is in total control. Here's a better question. Would you like to play the Kraken? I mean, we, we've we played large venues like the Music Box. We've played, you know tiny tiny venues uh casbah is kind of one of our favorite spots to play Little but Italy? yeah i mean look there's no venue too small no venue too big you know we just love playing music and meeting people and you know we grew up playing we we made our bones playing in dive bars so we love it all oh so now you've talked about your music itch let's talk about your weed itch i have a question yes. so of the liquids mm -hmm. okay what is a good 
weekend drink of liquids that you guys have in stock right now? Because I need that's, to, I need some weekend drinking. That's a great question. So cannabis beverages, I'm a big fan of. I've almost completely cut alcohol out of my life. Not that it's this evil thing that needs to be cut out of everyone's life, but for me, it was a good transition. I drink um, Hi-Fi Hops Lagunitas. Gotta mm-hmm. love them. They yes. make this you know beverage brown. You know called, called Hi-Fi Hops. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're delicious. It's effectively like the LaCroix of beer. You know, it, it's like a, a it's a hopped flavored beverage, super low calorie, uh, you know, and it scratches that that cannabis beverage itch, that alcohol itch. But also, mm-hmm. I mean, and I think I forget if they're five or 10 milligram doses. It's it's the type of drink you can have a couple of. Um mm-hmm. But also, I mean, if you want to, uh, we have up to 100 milligram beverages, which are, you know, enough to put most people on their rear for the rest of the night. So, you know, it's a great way to get really, really high, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. just in a nice, easy way. Yeah. Uh, I love them. I love cannabis beverages. I do. Hey, Charlie, I have a question for you. Um, I was recently in the store and I was yeah. chatting with uh, one of the bud tenders. And I always tell people, talk to these folks. They, they know the brands, they know the products, they know the effects. And if you, you know, have questions, don't be intimidated, you know? Um, but I was listening to one of the bud tenders talk to somebody right next to me about vape cartridges. And he was mm-hmm. talking about solventless. And I think we've had this conversation in the mm-hmm. past. It are, so like flour and, and like pre-rolls, like I think of that as smoke, <sighs> smoke mm-hmm. inhalation, you know, mm-hmm. smoke and the smell of smoke. I feel like carts, vape carts are cleaner smelling, um, tasting. You don't have the smell of weed all over you, but is, is it like, is it worse? Is it like for your, for your lungs? I know that sounds like a kind of maybe like an, I'm not asking you to play doctor here, but what do you know about carts, vape carts versus actual flour? Yeah, so this is all with the caveat, uh, as the state of California mandates, that this is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. This is, you know, not intended to treat any illness, blah, blah, blah. Um, I love smoking flour. It's how I prefer to consume my cannabis. But when you get it, you're when you consume flour, you're getting a bit more of the combustible stuff. You're getting a bit more of the plant matter. You know, it's a, it can be a bit harsher on your lungs if you just okay. smoke a joint. Uh-huh. That's how I prefer to, prefer to smoke. Um, you know, cause, because you, you're getting absolutely everything from the, from the plant in that way. You're just taking the whole plant, consuming all the terpenes, all the cannabinoids, all the good stuff that, you know, makes you feel the way you want to feel, uh, with a cart, with a distillate cart, uh, well, answer your first question about, you know, what goes into your lungs. Typically speaking, you know, you're, all you're getting is the the cannabinoids and the terpenes there's no combustible plant matter you're not you know consuming any of the paper what about uh, metals oh, oh that the best part about the legal market and, and i think one of the reasons the legal market is so necessary is because everything is lab tested you know california has very strict rules about anything that anyone is going to consume and you know that if you're buying a cart from a dispenser you're getting something that is free of basically anything that could be harmful. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, cannabis oil that you're heating to a temperature and inhaling it. Um, Distillate carts are usually just the THC. They just have the stuff that makes you high. Uh, When you start getting into live resin, cured resin, you know, uh, all these different types of higher end carts, you're getting the other parts of the plant 
like the cannabinoids, which are the things that both make the plant smell and taste a certain way, but also impact the way that you're feeling. And you're getting all the other terp, uh, cannabinoids in there as well, if that's in the in what you're smoking, CBG, CBD, CBN, THCV, you know, these different compounds that change how you're feeling. Uh, real quick, Charlie, Ooh, take a look at this. You. See this right here? That's I was the best of the best, in my opinion. Okay, listen to this. I'm in the store, right? I'm in Tory Holistics, and I'm talking to one of the bud tenders, and I tell him what I'm looking for. And he said, um, you know, we've got some stuff that's in our sale rack. Like, you ever go to a store, and they're like, hey, there's some clothes over here. They're on the sale rack. You're like, oh, look at that. This was in, like, the sale box. He goes like this to me. He goes, dude, you don't understand. So I bought a couple of these. And I, I have some brands that I traditionally like. This is the first time I've ever had this stuff. Dude, it is this is a great product. I don't know the name of the product. I don't, I'm not paid to endorse these guys. We didn't set this up before you came on. This is just my recommendation. You, you like this. this is a good product, huh? In my opinion, it's the absolute best vape cart that you can get. In Cold California. fire juice. Cold so, fire juice. And they're, they're uh, made out of Long Beach. They're right next to uh, one of our favorite uh, grows, which is No-Till Kings. And they, uh, Cold Fire collabs with some of the best farms across the state they're super low batch they produce in small quantities they're not one of those brands that's out here trying to you know make a million carts they make what they can sell and it's so good and yeah. I'm, I'm just so happy you got that because yeah. it's one of those products that once you get in your hand it's what it's what cannabis vaping should be I, like. I don't understand. I don't know how it was on on such a great sale. I don't maybe they were down to like the last couple of boxes or something. So, maybe that's why. So that's what we do at, at Tory. Anytime we have, I think it's less than four of something, we put it in our sale, you know, bin. And yeah. we just don't want anything sitting around. We want yeah. stuff to be fresh. And Cold Fire, we, we've recently been bringing on a lot of new and exciting brands. We're really taking a look at our menu and trying to make sure we have the best of the best. And Cold Fire is one of those. And, you know, seriously, go out, pick one up, and you'll. it's going to be hard to go back to anything else. And I, there, right. we, we have a lot of great vape cards, but these guys are just whew, they're the best. All right. Hey, before you go, Charlie. Alex, you think we should do maybe a highlight of the day? Because I really, we teased this Verlander thing. I'd like to do it. Yeah. So the promo code is amazing, obviously. Tori California. And you spend a minimum of 75 bucks. You get 20% off your purchase. Promo code amazing. Okay. So yeah, I saved it for uncensored because this is very uncensored. And Fox decided to say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's air it. Since all Justin Verlander said was fuck. Here is Justin Verlander <laughs> yesterday. In the Astros uh, locker room after they advanced to the ALC. Hey, shit. Uh, boys, this is uh, this is one of those seasons, you know, nothing went our fucking way early. We battled through injuries. Yeah. Um, we fucking grinded. I wasn't even fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Yeah. The seventh fucking time. Seventh fucking time. All right. Don't look that. Don't take that for granted. On seven. Everybody pop these motherfuckers. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so We grinded all year. I mean, I wasn't fucking here, but I mean, you, you guys, guys did it. You, you guys, <laughs> it was my team when I wasn't yeah. here. I got the money yeah. and then I came back. Yeah. Right. We fucking sucked in New York. Thanks for the free ride. So thanks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got somebody to pay for half the bill. So you're welcome, yeah. Astros organization. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the promo code is amazing. You save 20% when you spend $75 or more at Torrey or California. Hey, Charlie, it's great to be with you. Um, yeah. When you get some promotion for the band, you let us know. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back real, real soon.
I appreciate you guys, and I'm stoked our, our team hooked you up with those cold fire carts. Yeah, dude. And I got a good deal on them, too. Heck yeah. Yeah, dude. All right. Hey, listen, everybody, we are back tomorrow. We appreciate you guys. Support our sponsors like Tori and California Listics. We are back manana. Peace out, everybody.